0: Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to Willow Watch, a podcast dedicated to the 1988 Lucasfilm fantasy epic, Willow. In which breaking news comes in all sizes, and obsessive fandom is the greatest magic of all. Willow Watch is a special presentation of State of the Empire, Consequence of Sound's Lucasfilm podcast, where we look for news in Alderon places. And yes, most of the time we're talking about Star Wars. But on this momentous occasion, and all through 2018, we're taking time out from the galaxy far, far away to go beyond good.
1: Beyond evil. Beyond your
0: wildest imagination. Because this is Willow's 30th anniversary. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Doug. Hey, I'm Matt. And we're celebrating Willow's big trio by digging deep into its history. The people who made it, the world it takes place in, the media tie-ins, the expanded universe, and all the stuff you might not know about it. We were fans, but we really had no idea
1: how much there was to know. It turns out Willow, it doesn't have as much going on as Star Wars, but it's Lucasfilm, one of the biggest transmedia producers of all time, so there's a lot more to it than just the movie.
0: Yeah, there's a shocking amount to cover about the world of Willow, but we won't get ahead of ourselves. Let's travel back to the 1980s. It was a great time for fantasy films. There was like, you know, Legend, The Dark Crystal. Labyrinth. Neverending Story. I like Lady Hawk myself. Yeah, and Dragon Slayer, Excalibur. Princess Bride. Yeah, it was a pretty non-conventional one, but probably one of the best. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there was a slew of films, and they're at the tail end of this era of both successes and tepid reactions, but many, many, many truly valiant efforts, there was Willow. May 20th, 1988, the biggest gun in major motion pictures, George Lucas teamed up with director Ron Howard, screenwriter Bob Dolman, to create one of the most beloved classical fantasy features of all time. Willow is... A very singular fantasy film, like Labyrinth, Dark Crystal, Legend, Return to Oz, Neverending Story, those are all intense, right? Mm -hmm. High fantasy. Yeah.
1: Dark fantasy. Yeah.
0: They take place in worlds that are completely and utterly alien. Yeah. I mean, that's kind
2: of the point of like Return to Oz. You know what I mean? It's so crazy. Yeah. I I always felt that Willow felt like real people. They talked like people. They behaved like people would in those situations, at least, you know, to my brain they did.
0: Yeah, you connect with it. It's human. It's not the same as Star Wars, but cut from that same cloth of what Lucas was trying to achieve with having this lived-in world where there were characters who were... Archetypes, but yet more primal, like it spoke to something deeper. It wasn't just,
2: well, you know, let's just put some magic in a movie and, you know, good guys fight the bad guys and the good guys win. Yeah. Like there's something, there is an undercurrent there that I didn't feel in many other movies of that same ilk.
0: Yeah, and with an absolutely incredible cast who made these characters the star, there's all kinds of fantastical things happening around them, but it's so very human at its core. Work Davis, Val Kilmer, Joanne Wally, Gene Marsh, they brought so much to this movie. So that it can be both fantastical and also grounded simultaneously. Mm-hmm. I would say,
1: like, a key thing to every fantasy movie is, like, the party, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and Willow had a party that I really wanted to be a part of. Yeah. You know, like, that's the group I wanted to adventure
2: with. And it's it's funny that it's the group you want to adventure with, but by no means should they ever have succeeded. I mean, they were not <laughs> prepared to do this mission. Like, you want to join up with the Fellowship of the Ring? They might do it. They might pull this off, you know? Like, they're kind of really skilled, and they know what they're
1: doing. Right, well, maybe that's because I wouldn't have found myself, like, overwhelmed by what everybody else's skills were, that, like, somehow we would still make it through. It's it's
2: like Like, Lord Lord of the Rings is like, all right, you have to take this inanimate object, it's small, hide it on your person, just don't put it on, and, you know, you have to go to the thing, you have to just throw it into the pit, throw it into the lava, and it's done. You have to sneak around, you got this badass archer who's, like, you know, like 200 years old, you got this badass ranger who's also, like, 100 years old, you have (laughs) got this dwarf who's a badass, I mean, you have all these different things. Whereas in Willow, it's two men, two brownies, and a baby. (laughs) Like, how do you get the baby safely? And a relatively old muskrat. And an old muskrat that joins the party halfway through. And it's like, this old muskrat, she's really powerful. But, well, she
0: can't use her magic yet. You got to get her back to this. It's like, the deck is stacked against them so bad. And really, really, like, the brownies are kind of capable. Willow is barely holding it together. And Mad Mardigan is really capable, but super aloof. So... (laughs) Until Sorcia joins up with them, they don't have anyone particularly reliable. And by that point, you know, they already have the trust of Mad Martin. And you already like them as, yeah. as a
2: group. You know, it's like it's something special about that that's been captured there that I don't feel it. Yeah. I mean, I like Lord of the Rings, but if I watch the Fellowship and I see them all moving across the map, I'm like, oh, yeah. how majestic and how great. And Hero is going on this journey. But it's not the same as, as watching Mad Mardigan trying to pretend to be a woman so he can sneak out of the bar you know, before Lug shows up and beats his head in.
0: Yeah, and it, it's, it's a really funny film. There's so much comedy in it. And yeah, it might not make you cry like Lord of the Rings can do from time to time. But that doesn't diminish the quality. It's just joyful fantasy. Also with wonderful special effects that, I mean, seeing the team that brought you Star Wars turned on the fantasy genre was an incredible thing. Mm-hmm. It's still an incredible thing to watch.
2: The design of these things, General Kale.
0: Yeah. Come on, man. It's like this is so much cool stuff
2: in this. You can just, just pick any one part and you can dissect it. and It's great. But the weird thing is, is like this didn't turn out to be the next Star Wars in terms of like how big it was. It did okay at the box office, but
0: there's a good sized fan base. People still love it to this day. Really, anytime I bring it up, people are always like, oh, Willow. Like they haven't necessarily thought about it it's in a, name a while. name I've not heard in a long time. A long time. But it, it's positive. You either know it or you don't know it. And if you know it, you immediately, like, sigh with fondness.
1: Yeah. It's always, oh, I watched that dozens of times when I was younger. It's it's never like, oh, yeah, I saw that once. I don't remember it. That never happens. It's always a huge amount of fondness.
0: Yeah. And that brings us to Willow Watch, the podcast segment we've been doing for going on six years now, since October 2012 and the very first episode of State of the Empire. The show began when it was announced that Disney had bought Lucasfilm. And in that first episode, we found ourselves asking, did they really get all of it? I mean, Lucasfilm, the company, is so much more. It's industrial light and magic, it's Skywalker Sound, it's the legacy of great games from LucasArts, and it's a lot more films than just Star Wars.
2: Indiana Jones. What's gonna to happen to that franchise? Because that's Lucasfilm. That's Paramount. Like that's right. Paramount. Robert Iger, the Disney CEO, did state that Paramount still has contract over
0: it. So that's a Willow.
2: What's new in the world of Willow? Willow. It's a Blu ray now. Yeah, please explain.
0: <laughs> Is there new Willow content I should be expecting?
2: For Willow, you can give me a prequel starring Mad Mardigan. Young Mad Mardigan. <laughs> oh, tell Val me that. Tell me the the adventures of Young Mad art I would only ass. see it if they actually got Val Kilmer and used CG to make him younger because I like Val Kilmer in that. I like Val Kilmer too. You know what? Fuck it. Make him an old Mad Mardigan. Old man, like take Old Man Logan, Old yeah. Man Mad Mardigan. That's what I want. Yeah, I want that done. Can you can you write that? Can you begin? and I can do that. This is Kick- <laughs> Kennedy. If you can hear my voice, Kickstarter. <laughs> we can do give it. Old, old Man Mad Mardigan. <laughs> Mr. Howard, contacts me about. <laughs> Bad just, uh... Yeah, I'd still do it. <laughs> it goes without
0: saying. I mean, that was just this one moment. It got us talking. It got us excited. And we couldn't help but bring that segment back. It started as a joke. You know, like it was like kind of tongue in cheek of like we love Willow, but you know, like was there gonna be more Willow? Ha 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 yeah, didn't honestly expect
2: more from the World of Willow except besides maybe a Blu-ray release.
0: Well, until we started convincing ourselves that we're like, oh no, there's gosh, there's so, something here. There's so much here, <laughs> oh my god. It really wowed us. So having these segments scattered across the chronology of State of the Empire for almost six years, we wanted to archive all that, all of this work that we've done digging into Willow. And share all that throughout the 30th anniversary year so that's what this is one in a trilogy of episodes chronicling the notable moments from past willow watches leading up to even more brand new willow watch experiences throughout the year
1: this is pretty crazy time to be a willow fan i mean the star wars movie coming out in just a few days is from the director of willow and it has the star of willow in it
2: yeah that's true i forgot warwick is in it that's would you say that these are signs of the prophecy that we've foretold?
0: I mean, you could because as we've long predicted with Willow's 30th anniversary and the release of Solo, a Star Wars story happening virtually on top of each other. Willow is the 20th. That's the 30th anniversary, actual anniversary. Han Solo officially comes out May 25th, but actually kind of May 24th also. And there it is. They're 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 on top of each other. It's inevitable that Ron Howard will be talking Willow during this press cycle, and oh my god, yes, that has already happened, and we have some huge news to share. But first, before we, you know, get deeper into this conversation, there's actually a very important facet of Willow Watch, a feature that everyone should be aware of. You mean to say uh, the Willow Watch scale? (laughs) Yeah.
2: All right, well, how best to explain. Uh, So there's, like, you know, alerts for hurricanes there's like a scale for terror events you know so we thought something a little bit more upbeat would be a alert scale sure, for, sure. you know instead of defcon one defcon two what can we do that's willow themed and finn rizal goes through many transformations throughout the film starting as a sort of possum creature and then eventually becoming Finn Rizal. But there's a, there's there's other transformations in there as well of other animals leading up to that. So I went through the movie. I picked them all out in order of how many times we see a transformation of one animal to another or an object into an animal. And I put them into this order, which will be the scale of the closer you get to Finn Rizal, the closer you are to seeing Willow a Willow, too. A Willow sequel. Yeah. And we started on Piglet. Because Piglet was the first little bit of transformation magic that Willow tried to do. but Yeah, and, and in fact, disappear. of course
0: it's the first thing because it's, it's not even, it was just a trick. It's just yeah, it's my just a just, trick. Just it's my yeah, disappearing it's, pig trick. Yeah,
2: it doesn't <laughs> even actually transform. So that's the best place to start where it's just a trick. After that, there's the dove when you throw the rock into the air and say, Go in the direction the bird flies! Forget the bird, follow the river. Yeah, that would actually transformed. But, you know, it was kind of like, oh, I'm here, but no, don't really follow me because I'm not really going anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. again, fitting for the second one. But then you have the possum. Which is Finn Rizell, trapped in possum form, which Mad Martin called her a muskrat, but she really was just a possum. Not an opossum. Not, not an opossum, but a but possum. possum with a p. There is a difference. <laughs> and uh, this possum is just trapped on a little island, can't go anywhere, but magic lies within. So that's the you know the good.
0: That's that's really where we're getting yeah, started. Yeah, where, where it kicks off. Yeah.
2: Yeah. After that, the possum is transformed into a raven, and after a raven, it's transformed into a goat, and from a goat, that's where things get serious. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> in rapid succession, you got ostrich. Peacock, tortoise, a tiger, and eventually Finn Rizal herself. And on this journey, we've gone up, we've gone down, but we've never gone really up to the final transformation sequence. We've always bumped it, brushed against it, but never stayed there for too long.
0: Yeah. In fact, here's a clip from a very early episode, probably, I think, like the second episode of State of the Empire, of Doug explaining some of the scale to us for the first time and where our journey first started in 2012.
2: If there was never any news of Willow, we're going to say it's that disappearing piglet from the beginning when he's making the pig disappear. We're a disappearing piglet. Ron Howard, he is finishing up work on a couple things. He's supposedly going to work on a Jay-Z documentary. Once that's done, he may rise up to reappearing piglet, I think. I'm 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 really pulling for Ron Howard to to say something about about Willow or anyone at this point. We can get some word. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I think that uh, you know it's only a matter of time. I mean, obviously obviously their focus is on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But you know I I think you know it's only a matter of time before we start hearing more about Willow, other things, uh, the Radioland Murders. You know anything with Lucas branding on it. They paid a lot of money for this. They're not going to let it go to mm-hmm. waste. So your current official, I think the official Willow watch at this point is going to be disappearing. Paper.
2: I mean, if Marvel
1: at this point is working on a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I don't think it's unlikely that under Disney, once again, Lucasfilm was like, you know
2: what? What's, What's another that, property? That- let's throw a cameo by Howard the Duck in there.
0: Doug. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you know when Guardians of the Galaxy came out? Uh, No, when was that? Well, this recording, this recording was from November 2012. Wow. Guardians of the Galaxy came out, August 1st, 2014. <laughs> <laughs> you predicted Howard the Duck being in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah.
2: Because why not?
0: I mean, at that point... Did you like, remember that? I didn't remember you... Did, I, didn't, I
2: don't I don't remember <laughs> saying that, but I can't argue with the recording. <laughs> it's like, wow, how... Oh, uh, let's see if I... What else, what else can I cook up while I'm sitting here? Like, what, <laughs> Well, what we cooked up production? Willow 2 for yeah, starter. Yeah. I think, yeah. uh, maybe. Um, what, what can we expect two years from now? Uh, let's just say Willow 2 because
0: I threw it out there before it didn't happened. <laughs> well, here's some big news, folks. Ron Howard is in the press circuit right now, and the first Willow mentioned to spiral out of the solo press circuit is huge. Comicbook.com interviewed Ron Howard, and he said... I don't want to give away too much, but there is a little talk of Willow. We wouldn't call it Willow 2. I think it would focus a lot on Alora Dannon, although Willow would have to be significantly involved. He went on to say that I thought about that movie a lot as I was working on Solo because there are certain scenes, especially around some of the Mad Martigan stuff, that was reminiscent of a character with that kind of swagger and bravado. And also some of the humor around some of the action in Willow was something I aspired to get into Solo. We made it happen. We did. Through our own sheer
2: force of our will putting it out into the universe yes we got that mad martigan young mad martigan movie i always wanted but it's solo so this is sort of like uh testing the waters for him to mm-hmm. return mm-hmm. full glory mm-hmm. into the world of willow because mm-hmm. it, it, it i mean all can decide it can happen now like it, it there was a time when it just no never never happened a million years never but now we're looking at a real possibility. I think it will happen. I
1: think this is going to happen.
2: I mean, and, and I remember when they when they said that Ron Howard was going to do Solo, and we said, Ron Howard coming home to Lucasfilm, in a film that Warwick Davis is in, they're going to be talking. They're going to be reminiscing. And it's going to get the brain, you know, activated in the back of the scene. You know, as hard as it was to make that movie, there were some good times, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, like, just getting the band back together. Just make this movie happen. I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, and now... Right at this moment, at this precipice, before there's, there's anything more said about future Willow sequels or whatever, now is a perfect time to look back at how far we've come exactly and how long the dream of Willow 2 has actually been bubbling up underneath the surface of the collective unconscious. And I don't just mean in the past six years, I mean yeah. like going way back. Mm-hmm. So let's go way back into the archives of Willow Watch and share some of this journey. I spoke to someone. This was serious, guys. I spoke to someone. I have it 100 per fucking cent confirmed. Willow was transferred to Disney with the other Lucasfilm properties. Willow is owned by Disney. That is 100% legit. Holy shit. Yes. Wow. I don't know what to think. Do you think they're going to do anything with it? Uh, I think their chances of them doing it, something with uh, it. Well, but, higher than
2: before. Yes. Yeah, it's higher than before. That's for
0: damn sure. <laughs> uh, are they going to do anything with it in the next five years? No. Might they do something with it in the next ten years? Yes, but I guess work, you know. Wh- here's the thing. Warwick Davis kind of a hot property right now the dude has his own television series yeah uh he is man about town he's the voice of Star Wars like he is known for interviewing other Star Wars glitterati and people know the dude like people like him is Ron Howard's plate a little full right now that's a little full right now but if if someone said why don't you know we can we could actually do Willow I know George has all these notes you guys have the notes right Yeah, we got the notes for Willow that got all get transferred Kathleen's got it in a file somewhere we can pull it up no problem if the people who can make the movie, Want to make the movie? They can totally make that movie now. Let's they don't have to Colin ask anybody Trevorrow to
2: direct the new Willow movie. <laughs> or Matthew Vaughn, he's good at ensemble pieces. Let's get him to do the new Willow
0: movie. Willow movie, will a television series, whatever they want, they can totally do it. Peter Jackson's good at directing little people. Let's get him to do the new Willow movie.
2: It can happen. That's all I'm saying. It's, it, it's more likely now than ever before, so, which, is, which is good. is enough to get me excited.
0: We've been wanting to know yes or no on that fact for a while now. And we know. That's big. That's a step. The August 1988 issue of Starlog has on the front cover story. Uh, well, not full-blown cover story, but a little box in the corner has a picture of Warwick Davis. Willow speaks. In this great article, there's lots of different quotes that just point to what we hear. I'd say the Empire, Willow Watch, have said for years. This is Warwick Davis uh, summarizing the, the end of the film. The end, to be continued, probably, observes Davis. They were thinking about making this one into Willow 2 as well because they had so much material. They were saying, shall we make a sequel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ah. I just, that's that's affirming the, the Willow Watch uh, mindset here. And then he goes on to say, Davis was interested to hear how Howard landed his directorial break. He told me that instead of getting paid, he just said, let me make a film to this director he was working with and made a deal with him. The director was Roger Corman and Howard agreed to act in his movie Eat My Dust and Grand Theft Auto, provided he could direct the latter. Davis ponders the idea of going the same career route. Direct the next Star Wars or something, shall I? George, can I direct it, please? I'll do Willow 2 and 3 for free.
1: <laughs> Time for him to pay out.
0: I mean, like, yeah. th- there he is. Warwick Davis confirmed that he will do Willow one and t- uh, 2 and 3 for free. All we got to do is just fund the rest of the film. I'd trust him with uh, the third, uh, you know, episode 9. I would, too. I would, too. <laughs> I would, absolutely, yeah. On Warwick Davis' official website, warkdavis.co.uk, in the FAQ, there's a part where it asks, is there going to be a Willow 2? And he says, this is undoubtedly the most frequently asked question ever. Wow. It's Ge- about time! <laughs> <laughs> George Lucas has many projects he wants to do after he completes the Star Wars prequels, so this is an old response. One of those projects might be a sequel to Willow. If it were... Would it be based on one of the sequel books? That's him asking a question. In parentheses, he says, oh no, now I'm asking the questions. I'm sorry this is a little vague, but I really don't have any more info. However, if I hear anything, you'll read it here first. Which is also probably not true. But, you know, you'll hear it on Willow Watch first. Ha <laughs> ha! Val Kilmer had a mysterious tweet that we were all unaware of. It was a picture of some kind of a, a laminated card that said, "Work Davis and Val Kilmer, the next great adventure. Willow two, yeah. the magic huh? is back. Yeah, I saw I saw that picture, yeah. And uh I mean, obviously it, it couldn't conceivably be real. Right. Um but in March we found out what it was. It was a special for Life's Too Short. Life's Too Short is uh work Davis's show that he does with Ricky Gervais. It was a very, very special special because Val Kilmer was on it mm-hmm. um as himself, of course. And in fact there's a clip that's been circulating everywhere where he comes into the office as Batman. (laughs) I saw it. yeah. Um, We'll link to it on this episode's page, but unfortunately, clips of things that are pertaining to Willow 2, they're not up. But here's a synopsis for the episode, and it sounds like it does actually center around Willow 2, at least to some degree. Things are looking up for Warwick when he is approached by Hollywood star Val Kilmer to film a sequel to the 1988 (laughs) fantasy film Willow. However, he needs to help finance the movie himself, and he's got (laughs) other things on his plate, such as balancing the interests of his clients at Dwarves for Hire and managing a touring cabaret show starring Keith Chegwin, Les Dennis, and Sean Williamson. So I don't know how much is going on there, but there is a trailer for the show where Val Kilmer says the words, like, we need to make Willow 2. And I'm like, yes, Val, yes, we do need to make Willow 2.
2: <laughs> so for a moment there, yeah, I guess the level rose, the, the, alert, the alert level rose up, but it was... If it's really just for that show, does it? Does
1: the, it... They, the key players are, are talking about it. They know that it's an idea. Maybe someone at Disney hears it. They go, "Oh, that's kind of funny." Wait a minute. Maybe we can make some money. Well,
2: because it's like it's like. Do you want to count that as official banter, even though it was done in a fictional setting? It's but it's like, well, it's just. Oh well, if it, the name is being tossed around, then. I guess that still counts, but I don't know. I mean, people are talking
0: about it at least, and some of those yeah. people. And, are the and stars who knows?
1: Maybe, maybe Val and, and uh, Warwick kind of joked about it, you know, off camera. You know, they're like, "Huh? Wouldn't that be funny?"
0: Yeah, wouldn't and, it? <laughs> and here's where things get a little bit more exciting. Warwick Davis had an interview with Movie Phone where he talked about Willow. They asked him how far have conversations gone in terms of expanding the universe beyond that initial movie. Oh, shit. We got we got some friends over at Movie Phone. apparently. We got to make some connections uh-huh. with whoever that is, because whoever conducted this interview is obviously someone who needs, like, a, an official Willow watch. Like. Tell
2: them they're not alone, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Work said, There have been conversations throughout the years, hopefully some of them joking ones. I had a conversation with Ron and George and said, You know, people would love a sequel to the movie. George said, yeah, we thought about it, but if we did, we'd have to recast you because you're too old. What? (laughs) And that's where the conversation ended. I think he was joking. I don't look that different. Ron and I were together a couple weeks ago and we look the same, which of course (laughs) is not
1: even true.
0: (laughs) This is him talking still. It would be fun to see if Willow is going to become a better sorcerer. Is he the apprentice? What's happened to him? Has Ben Mardigan calmed down a bit, or is he still this crazy character? Has Elora and become the queen who would rule over the land? The recent success of fantasy TV series has been phenomenal. Willow could easily sit in that category quite nicely. Hmm, says, I agree.
2: Says Warwick Davis. He's like Bruce Willis with Die Hard. He's like the gatekeeper for
0: everything uh, Willow related. A 2013 io9 interview that was done around the time of the uh, Blu-ray re-release of, of Willow Where they asked, did you ever read Shadow Moon, the book that continued the Willow story? To which work, Davis replied, no, I haven't read it, but apparently it goes in a kind of a different area. Apparently Willow changes his name and things. The Willow sequel is something that, I know, has been talked about for a while. I know a TV series was discussed at one point. It's never too late, is it? Never say never. The films from the 80s are all getting sequels. Isn't Conan getting a sequel? So who knows, maybe Val Kilmer and I will be reunited. And they asked, well, would you be open to a Willow sequel? And then Warwick gives the answer. Of course not. <laughs> the, we, we, <laughs> Why not? We, we all know what the answer is. Warwick's been very public about it. But here's what he said in this case. We've established this world. We know the characters. And now with the CG effects that we've achieved, we can explore the world in even more detail and spectacle. Ron Howard had some words to say about Willow. He did indeed. There was an AMA on Reddit for um, his new film, In the Heart of the Sea. And he was asked if he would ever consider making a sequel to Willow.
2: Gotta find out if that was one of anyone on Team Willow Watch on the Nerdy (laughs) Show forums, because
0: they've been pushing hard for it. Yeah, if not, I mean, like, man, that person deserves all the upvotes in the world. Yeah. He says, right now, the Lucasfilm team led by Kathleen Kennedy, who is an old, dear friend, is entirely myopically focused in the Star Wars universe, as you can imagine. So I think the immediate possibility of another Willow movie is probably not in the front burner. But Warwick Davis is such a cool guy, and he's continued to evolve as a talent. Man, he's Willow. And a grown-up willow could be kind of cool. So I'd say, never say never. Now, that was a pretty enthusiastic response. Didn't expect to hear anything from Ron Howard, like, maybe ever. <laughs> so, well, it's... unless we interviewed him. True, true. <laughs> I mean, that, well, that,
2: that's all it would be about. It's like, yeah, all that aside, but let's cut to the willow uh, talk right now.
0: <laughs> and uh, that was the one that actually got press, I'm, I'm happy to say. Like, that, yeah. that got circulation, so good. We got to fuel the willow zeitgeist, remind everybody that, oh, it matters. So never say never, does that mean we have to raise the level? I think so. I think... Yeah, like,
1: when, when the director of the film is saying never say never,
0: absolutely. We, we may be up to crow level. Okay, I can, I can live with crow level. That is not all Ron Howard said about Willow, actually. Oh, yeah? There was one less publicized mention where uh, someone asked, Ron, what film do you most wish you could make again and with more experience under your belt? Or are you totally content in everything you've done so far? He says, well, I'm not totally content, although when I do have occasion to see sequences from my old movies... I can't remember the last time I actually watched one of my old films, to be honest, because I'm always looking ahead. I'm excited about what I'm doing and trying to solve all of that, but I'm usually pretty good about cutting myself some slack. You know, are things about the movie Willow, as much affection as I have for it and as much affection as fans have for it, you know, I would love to have a second chance with. Hmm. He goes on to say, George Lucas was so trusting. I was still fairly green. I always say it was a little like me doing my doctoral thesis working with George Lucas on that movie. And I think today I could make it even more dynamic. I could make it cooler. I could make the funny stuff funnier. But all that said, you know, Willow was a great experience. And I'm really glad it sort of lives in people's memory. Or younger people see it today and still find something you really like about it. Now, man, that quote combined with the prior quote from him. It's given me some hope. Yeah. It's, it is possible. It is. It is, re- <laughs> it is. it is a very real possibility. Mm-hmm. So you guys know, if you love Willow, if you want to see more Willow, you got to spread Willow Watch around. Because like, it's working. It's, it is working. If you've been watching some stuff online, you might know that the ebor sick in the room right now is that Ron Howard mentioned a Willow television series. Yeah, oh. but Ron Howard has been, in his recent press cycles, asked about Willow a lot, which is very encouraging. Kudos to all journalists who ask him Willow questions. Keep it up. He's clearly noticing, and he's been mentioning his fondness for the film, how he would like to revisit it, and of course reminding people that Because many people don't realize that Willow, along with the other Lucasfilm properties, are in fact owned by Disney. So there is an opportunity for something to happen with that if they Mm -hmm. decide there's profit to be made. So certainly we believe here on Willow Watch that something will happen with Willow in the future. It could be a comic book. It could outright be a film. And it certainly could be a television series because there was a Willow television series in development once upon a time. An animated series made by the same studio who did Droids and Ewoks. A bunch of production art for that leaked online. But what happened was uh, the Nerdist has a woman named Clark Wolf who's been doing good goddamn work talking about Willow as much as she can, all the way up to finally getting to interview Rod Howard and asking him about Willow. Didn't she even talk to Bryce Dallas Howard as well? She did, yeah. I was just
2: like, your dad made the coolest movie. It's like,
0: wow, okay. (laughs) You're supposed to talk about
2: the movie she's doing, but instead you have to talk about Willow. I think we need her on Team Willow Watch.
0: Yeah, congratulations. You're doing good work. So, Ron Howard said in this interview with her, I'm always rooting for it to become a TV series or something. I know I'd like to watch a Willow television show. Now, what's interesting about that is one, he's never mentioned a TV series before, but he said, I'm always rooting for it to become something like a TV series. Mm-hmm. And this was in relation to mentioning how great Warwick Davis is, mm-hmm. who, of course, his most recent part of his career has been as a television actor. Mm-hmm. And certainly, you could, like with Game of Thrones being popular as all get out, you could do a fantasy television series that's not. An absurd premise anymore. Granted there's a lot less um sex in Willow, but hey, you could sex it up, why not?
2: Oh, God. That would be <laughs> funnel what... on the brownies. Oh man. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, no, the brownies would just be nude. Just yeah, all the time. Yeah. Oh, always. No, and... the fairies are already nude. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Oh. That That scene with Val Kilm, with with Mad (laughs) Mardigan, and like that would have gone way further um, in that that house before the husband showed up. Like that would have gone way further (laughs) if it was an HBO series. What a breed!
2: (laughs) And then they would (laughs) have.
0: While revealing plot details. That's right. That all characters should know anyway. The act the act of Ron Howard mentioning that was pretty significant because I feel. I feel that that was him testing the waters, Mm -hmm. actively testing the waters to see what the reaction would be. If he proposed something a little bit more intense than, oh yeah, I'd like to do, I could see doing follow-up someday. That would be cool. Ron Howard is actually directing a Star Wars film. He was courted for Attack of the Clones before. And he, on the down low, consulted for the prequels. But here's the thing. Ron Howard isn't just directing another Lucasfilm film, you know, to put that willow ball back in the court. Mm -hmm. He's directing a film that has Warwick Davis in it. Work Davis is in Work Davis is in Han Solo because uh, just after Star Wars Celebration, they produced a Force for Change video hosted by Warwick Davis, where he was giving a whimsically uh, unhelpful tour of the set of Han Solo, and uh, Lord Miller interrupted, interacted with him a little bit, showed a cool practical and CGI composite alien, and then Warwick said that even me being here is a spoiler in a way.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. So, th- are they going to have to reshoot his scene and bring him back? It's like, nah, don't bring Warwick back. It's
1: like, God damn it, come on, they're so close. Well, I, think, I, think, I think more importantly, I think Ron and, and uh, Warwick are going to get to talking about some good old times.
0: I think that's yes. true. Yes. I mean, and here's, here's what's great. This film comes out during the year of the 30th anniversary of Willow. Ooh. Ron Howard will be doing interviews promoting a Lucasfilm picture during the 30th anniversary of Willow, and that will not go unnoticed. And I don't just mean by us, I mean by everybody. The better. You know, I was speculating that we were up to goat level on the uh,
2: Willow Watch uh, scale here. What have
0: I convinced you of?
2: <sighs> we
0: gotta go to ostrich,
2: I think. Oh, shit! <laughs> I think we are, I think we are up to ostrich, which is the beginning of Rizal's transformation scene. That's like starting at
0: goat, going up to ostrich. Shit, man. I mean... I never thought there was a chance that we would get to a point like this where you have Ron Howard working on a Lucasfilm picture with Warwick Davis with a press cycle during the the anniversary of Willow. Yeah. This is as absurd as it could get without someone saying, yes, I'm actually writing Willow right now. And like, you know, they're they're probably going to produce it. You know, like this is this is crazy. Ron's been tweeting a lot. Obviously, someone tweeted to him, a a person named Blockridge 1977. Okay, so now that you're back in the Lucasfilm saddle, when are we getting that Willow sequel? And Ron said, glad you're asking for one. I directed Warwick Davis for the first time in 30 years today. It made me happy. And that same day, that very same day, the energy was strong. The bones were foretelling a great many things. Val Kilmer was doing an AMA and was asked, will there be a sequel to Willow? Could you ask the directors and writers for one? (laughs) And Kilmer said, I would love it. And every time I see George Lucas, he leans in and he says, we were right because he wanted to do a take on The Hobbit, and they fought him all the way. Didn't give us the distribution we needed, but George has asked Ron Howard to do the next Star Wars, which is that's an interesting way that Val's interpreting it. Uh, so there you go. At least I think George still gets to approve of things, even though he sold it for a galaxy's far, far away's worth of cash. <laughs> now, I actually found a, a thing online that I hadn't seen before. This is a Twitter conversation that occurred August uh, 16th, 2015, Warwick Davis said, um, just in general, to no one in particular, I'm overwhelmed with all your lovely comments about Willow. Thank you. Val Kilmer and I were together recently, and we often talk of a sequel. And that was replied to by uh, someone called Danny the World. He had three heart emojis and said, I hope this happens someday. And he's a guy who talks a lot with Gerard Way, the front man for My Chemical Romance, who's also... Uh, at this point increasingly better known as a major figure in comic books right now. Hmm. Um, Gerard Way replied to all, replied to Warwick Davis, Val Kilmer, and this guy who may or may not be a comics artist and said, I would camp out for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't is right, but I don't think Lucasfilm knows. You know, I, I, I'm mm. just saying, I want everybody to tweet to Gerard Way about Willow. Let's keep it alive, because we have allies everywhere. The fact that Gerard Way, who I saw give a panel... To a, an audience of screaming teens who will buy every single weird adult story that he writes. These are kids who are consuming funky artwork because this cool rocker dude's telling them to. Mm-hmm. If he says, yo, Willow is where it's at. Check out Willow. <laughs> he doesn't talk like that. Yo, kids, <laughs> Willow's Willow is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> if he says that, they will watch it and right. they will love Willow.
2: Uh, We got allies out there. You think we could convince them to have My Chemical Romance do
0: a Willow-themed concept album? (laughs) Matt, you were at a Disney marketing conference.
1: It was a marketing conference that Disney was at. They were one of the presenters.
0: While you were there, for no reason, completely unprompted, they mentioned Willow.
1: Yes, it came up kind of some context. They were talking about marketing campaign for Rebels. And they mentioned how in order to kind of like make the assets and everything realistic, because canon isn't just a story thing. It's also in presentation of vehicles and and everything else is they went to go view all the, the props. And they mentioned that the Lucasfilm prop archives have all of the Willow props safely stored alongside the Indiana Jones and Star Wars and And those are the only movies that they mentioned, although I do assume that it probably includes some other Lucasfilm properties. But those are the three major franchises of Lucasfilm, right?
0: Right. Well, I mean, and I thought that was really interesting that like they didn't there was no reason for them to mention Willow other than perhaps that individual marketing dude's enthusiasm for that fact alone. Which bodes well.
1: You know, the person that mentioned it was such a, on the business side of things, that I find it hard to believe that the enthusiast, not that people that are in the business side of things are not creative individuals, but basically they said Star Wars and Indiana Jones. There, you've, you've established what you mean. But the fact that you also mentioned Willow, to me, means something. So all of us, should mean something.
0: <laughs> it does. So I feel I should reemphasize, this is a group effort. In the future episodes of this Willow Watch miniseries, here we'll be chronicling even more instances of Willow appearing in other places, like other pieces of pop culture, high-functioning fans celebrating this film. Like something that didn't even make it here was that there's this video game, Disney Infinity, where you'd have little figurines and you'd play with them, and like they they combine Star Wars into it, like anything. Some Disney, Marvel characters yeah, too. Yeah. Anything Disney owned, and Disney eventually closed their own in-house gaming division and opted to license out to other stuff. But for years, I was going to E3, the big gaming convention, and talking to the guy who is promoting Disney Infinity, actively talking about Willow's inevitable presence in Disney Infinity. Yeah. Those are like real conversations we were having, you know? It's out there. Everyone loves it. Everyone connects with the idea that, oh, yeah, if there was more of that, I would be so on board. And fantasy films, fantasy television, they are gaining ground that they had formerly lost. Game but of it's Thrones?
2: A, yeah. The new Lord of the Rings stuff coming through Amazon eventually? what Lord of the Rings Amazon Amazon bought the rights to make Lord of the Rings shows
0: I had no idea that's crazy yeah there's a billion dollar budget oh my god well yeah then then Disney would definitely want its own counterpoint to that I mean to say nothing of Harry Potter
2: you right yeah and when they made Harry Potter who do they bring in in every movie <laughs> to be a wizard Warwick Davis like, <laughs> yes I mean come on
1: yeah i I mean willow has a lot of fans but uh, i mean as far as i know it doesn't have an organized fan base of any sort but i think uh things are changing i mean i think more and more people are becoming aware of willow right now and that that sort of awareness is spiking yeah we got to get uh got to
2: get the ball rolling we need we need fan art we need more like written think pieces i mean i've been seeing a spike in uh cosplay Mm -hmm. online believe it or not Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool it's a great general kale out there
1: we need willow in the theme parks well, <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, <laughs> take that uh, over at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. Got that tree village there that's supposed to be the Ewok stuff. Just make that a no-one village. I
0: really don't want to get addicted to Disney pins, but you start throwing Willow out there. Oh, oh forget my it. Oh, God.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I want a Kale pin that's just his, like, skull face that says, Now
0: you die! <laughs> like, <laughs> you wouldn't want well, that? Come I on. recently bought a bootleg General Kale pin. Really? Of his helmet, yeah. Wow. It's amazing. <laughs> There's actually been, like... A lot of Willow think pieces popping up lately. Like people will, mostly like they'll cite old news as as like confirmed Willow 2 before we even had anything resembling what we have now. But like they've been out there. People have been actively like churning the pot, you know, making clickbaity articles about Willow. Yeah, People would even ask Val Kilmer about it. You know what I mean? We got to mobilize. We got to make this a real thing. Use hashtags like Bring Back Willow and Willow Watch. Tweet at Work Davis. Val Kilmer, Ron Howard. Keep the fires lit. Keep that momentum on because that'll push it over the edge. If Disney sees there's a real fan base for Willow, if they all recognize that, oh, there is a fan base for this, they just haven't galvanized until recently, it's a sure thing. Yeah. But this is just the tip of the iceberg, folks, in terms of Willow Watch and what we're doing. In the next two episodes, we're going to be sharing all of the bizarre things that we didn't know about beyond the realm of the film. The expanded content of the source book, the video games, the action figures, the animated series that was developed but never produced, concept art, all kinds of stuff, and all that culminates in a way in a Willow Watch special that's already out. The first Willow Watch special was our interview with Bob Dolman, the screenwriter for Willow, which we'll actually will chronicle that journey a little bit in our forthcoming episodes. If you listen to this episode and then listen to the next two episodes and haven't listened to the Bob Dolman episode yet, this will actually kind of set you up for that mm-hmm. a little bit. Or you could just jump right in because this is an interview not to be missed. We went in with questions and we left with more answers than we could have ever hoped for. Like The stories that he tells about the development of this film that he's never told before are amazing. And once we're done with these recap episodes, what comes next? Well, we have an interview with Alan Varney, the guy who wrote The Willow Sourcebook, a tome of incredible expanded information about all the characters and settings and so on from the film there's even a section on lug yeah (laughs) and it's great don't even you don't even get me started on Volknar. yeah no he's got one go too it's great oh man it's incredible it's not just oh my god it's so this is this is legitimately like backstory yeah Yeah, we recently discovered actually that our viewing experiences of willow have been greatly enhanced by this expanded content like we now understand character motivations we never understood before yeah so we want to bring all of that to you we want to share all these stories with you fine folks Beyond Alan Varney, then we're going to be doing a recap of the entirety of the highly controversial Willow novel series, a trilogy of novels written by George Lucas and X-Men author Chris Claremont. I have been reading all of them. I've been taking copious notes, and there's a lot to go over here. I mean, it's official continuation of Willow. It is potentially material they might even mine for future Willow stories, but should they? That is the big question because, Mm. like I said, highly controversial is perhaps an understatement for the vast majority fan reaction to this stuff. We'll dive deep into that. And beyond that, there's certainly a bunch of obvious candidates for delving deeper into the realm of Willow. We don't know yet. We don't know yet at all, but we do know that all of 2018, we are going to be giving everything we've got to celebrating Willow. So, this is it for this first episode, but as we're closing out, we want to thank you for listening and also... Let you know that if you want to spread this word about Willow and spread this word about the show, please do tell a friend, share this with them. Remember, use the hashtags bring back Willow or hashtag Willow watch rating and reviewing us on iTunes would be a huge, huge, huge help. Also, there's a website called Podchaser, which is a great resource for podcast discovery. You can rate and review specific episodes. If you rate and review our Willow episodes, like head to PodChaser. Hit up not just this episode, but especially the Bob Dolman interview and just boost that thing up. Yeah,
2: so other people get a chance to
0: see it. Yeah, if it climbs to the top of these charts, then, you know, that just puts more Willow out in the world. And that is ultimately what we want. More Willow. We'll see you very soon with a new installment of Willow Watch. In the meantime, there will also be State of the Empire episodes, such as our review of Solo, A Star Wars Story. So don't miss that. Be sure to subscribe to us. Follow us on our Twitter feeds. I'm at Cap Blackard. I'm at Doug V. Banks. I am at Matthew Spill. And we are collectively at Willow Watch underscore. We're missing you already. And Tuatha Locoth Rock, Tuatha. go in the direction the bird flies. Willow Watch is a production of the Consequence Podcast Network. Check out our expanding roster of music, film, and television podcast programming at consequenceofsound.net. This show is recorded and produced in Orlando, Florida at Nerdy Show Studios, home of the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. Discover more at nerdyshow.com. The State of the Empire theme song, Maximum Rebo, was written and performed by Xantilla. Find more awesome tracks at zantilla.bandcamp.com. Special thanks to our boffin Pals and the Star Wars Spoilers Facebook group, the Nerdy Show Network Patreon backers, and Migosh! When Willow risked going to the crossroads alone with not even a single warrior, who was there? Migosh, a stalwart friend, ready to ditch his job and leave home on a mission of certain doom. On his way back, homeboy even tricked a death dog into falling into a mineshaft. Welcome back, Migosh. You deserve medals. Consequence Podcast Network.